There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm always excited to talk to today's guest, Dr. Paul. He's back. Hello. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Gina. I am wonderful. Okay, I'm excited to uh, dive into our conversation today. I want to continue the conversation on hormones that we touched on last week and, Mm -hmm. of course, get into the secondary supplements. But first, I thought it would be a good idea, and I know um, you've introduced yourself many times, um, but I thought it would be a great idea to do a quick intro and to talk specifically about supplements in general and your history and knowledge of supplements. Sure, yeah, that's a good, that's a great segue. Okay, uh, so, uh, I mean, as a naturopathic doctor, supplements are one of the key tools that we use. Uh, and uh, I've always had a keen interest in this particular tool. And so I, um, as I started my practice over 12 years ago, I also got involved in the natural health product uh, industry side of things and ended up being the medical director for one of the biggest uh, supplement manufacturers and formulators in Canada. And uh, that was an incredibly valuable learning experience. And so things like things that we did was that we actually researched really cutting edge new supplements. We looked at literature, we reviewed it, we did our own research, we formulated products. And so uh, there's a number of products that I formulated that are floating out there on the market that people are using. Uh, and it's, uh, it, it's, it's really allowed me to learn about supplements and the evidence behind supplements very, very, uh, very, very well. And so the, the, I guess the next obvious question for anybody that might be thinking about this, and we've talked about this before is, uh, I'm a little skeptical about supplements, you know, the, you know, the research is not great. And my doctor says it's a waste of money. And, and the reality uh, I, I'm here to tell you is that the, there is research supporting uh, a number of different supplements. All the supplements that you, you talk about in your program that I've talked about with you extensively over the last four years um, all have some evidence supporting their benefit and their safety. That's the beauty, I think, about this, uh, the kind of lineup of, of nutrients that you've uh, discussed here is that if they really have an excellent safety profile. And so a lot of times people say, well, it might be unsafe. It's like, yes, if you take the whole bottle in one shot, there's a possibility you could get, you know, yeah. but that's the same with anything, Gina. So I think for anybody out there that's thinking, I don't know about all this stuff, um, I want to assure you that there is research behind each one of these things for various different indications. And we've already talked about the intro supplements. And I think we're talking about the secondary supplements today. Yeah. So these supplements are now that you've put this kind of time and energy into helping your body level up and, mm-hmm. and be healthier can help take things to the next level. Can you talk about how adding in supplements can take things to the next level? Yeah. So I, I can tell you just an experience with my patients. So I just had one yesterday that was doing the program that they reported that when they stopped the supplements, they noticed a big decrease in energy. So a lot of the non-scale victories that some people experience. Now I, I want to, I know you said this, but I'm going to say it too. You don't have to do the supplements. It's uh, it's an add-on level up. But many people, when they do add the supplements, they notice that they overall feel better. Now, none of these supplements are like fat burners. They're not going to you're not going to take it and like, okay, you're, you're losing 10 pounds, but that's not what they're designed to do. That the, the, the reason I think that we, that you've added them into the program is that it helps your body's metabolism do its job better. It helps augment what the diet really is driving. Uh, and so there's no gimmicks here. There's no raspberry ketones or, or black, uh, you know, green coffee bean extract or anything like that. That was a Dr. Oz special back in the day when I was in school. And so, and, and, you know, I think that it's helping your metabolism. And for some people, they really do notice a difference in, uh, especially I would say their non-scale victories. So energy levels, gut function with probiotics. Uh, they might notice that their headaches are better with magnesium and CoQ10. They might notice that their joint pain is better when they take uh, turmeric. All these we'll talk about today. Yeah. And I always said that like the health food stores and, and pharmacies are full of all of these supplements, which if you're not just doing the basic things might not do much for you, but to adding these in, in combination with right. managing your stress, <clears throat> excuse me, trying to get better sleep, you know, 
trying to eat healthier, you know, improve your digestion can make a difference. And I do want to talk quickly because you you have doctors and doctors are great. Obviously, there's a place for them, especially if you are ill and sick. You go to your doctor. Your doctor says, take this, do this, do that. But there is this whole other side of just health and wellness. And this is why they do have all of these supplements that can really help kind of, you know, um, complement what you're doing with your doctor. Like if you have, especially if you have health issues, right, you're taking medications, there is this whole other side that can be really beneficial. So one doesn't replace the other. In fact, they can, they can be a complement. No, they don't. And and I'm so glad you brought that up because there's actually a little story I want to share with you. So this past week, uh, I met with a medical doctor, a family doctor that actually learned about me through the program. And so she reached out and wanted to kind of uh, have a little bit of a get to know you session because she thought a lot of things that were being talked about, she thought the program was good. She kept hearing about it from her, from her patients. They're like, what's this Gina Livy program? And so then she ended up doing it herself, figured out like, Oh, and then, um, so I just wanted to share with people that there are some medical doctors that are open-minded enough that they're like, you know what? There is something to the program. There is something to the supplements. We talked uh, extensively about some of the evidence behind supplements, some of the lab testing that we discussed. And I think she really appreciated the approach. So for every naysayer out there, there's also a lot of other doctors that are like, you know what? This makes a lot of sense because I see that it's working. And if you really take the time to pay attention to physiology and metabolism, this is really the way to go. Uh, and so um, that should be reassuring to a lot of people. There's a lot of healthcare providers, nurses, nurse practitioners, doctors that are taking the program. I see them as patients. I know I've seen their feedback uh, and they're, they're on board with, with what we're discussing. So there is a lot of uh, a change in the conventional system more towards, uh, more towards open-mindedness to the research because you said something really important. You said health and wellness. I think we have to be very clear about the roles of each doctor and each provider in the healthcare system. And I'm talking about here in Canada, especially, but in the U.S., it also has a big application. Most of the time, doctors, family doctors, don't have the bandwidth to talk about wellness. Mm -hmm. They don't have the bandwidth to talk about prevention, Gina. They have basically the time to say, give me one main concern. You're coming to see me with a problem. I I want to fix it as quickly as possible. And so of course, they're going to go with the quickest option, which usually is a pharmaceutical option. They don't have time to talk about diet. So really, they're not doing wellness. They are doing um, reactive medicine, reactive care. And I think it's, it's, it's important. While you know, some patients have expressed frustration with that. I think there's an important understanding of just knowing this is the expectation for this person in my life and yes. my healthcare team. And this is yeah. the expectation I have of myself. Mm-hmm. So many times people download the responsibility for their health on other people. I want to go to the doctor and they're going to make me feel better. That's already we've, oh, we're behind the eight ball if we have that attitude. Yeah. We need to, this, what's great about a program like this is people can take control of their own health yes. uh, journey, their own health uh, destination and, and really get on that path towards better health. And there, you don't need a doctor to tell you because they actually have no education. I, I spoke, I spoke with, um, uh, a medical resident yesterday, they rotate through our clinic and they were like, I know very little about nutrition because we were never taught it. This is a person yes. that's literally doing their residency in school and they're kind you know- of interested, but they don't really know. Yeah. And I can speak to this actually, because you think, oh, this, we're just like flippantly saying this because that's what people say. Well, doctors don't have the background in order to, you know, talk about this. But when we were at the obesity conference, this was actually a major topic of discussion is the lack of discussion and education when it comes to, um, you know, uh, food and what people need in order to not just lose weight, but maintain weight and eat healthy and Right. It really is a real thing. This is what I love about the program too, because um, I think we have we bring access to people like you to be able to have more extensive conversations. Like right. even if you go to the health food store, or you go to your pharmacist. You know what happens is they just say, "Oh, take omega three; it's great for brain health and whatever," and and doesn't you know don't really do a deep dive into it or explain how it works in right. combination with your you know your vitamin D and your magnesium and all of these things. And you know unless you kind of know exactly what you want to go and read about or study or research it makes it very difficult for the average person to figure out how to best take care of themselves and that's what this is about this is about 
empowering people and helping them understand that there's a lot that they can do on the most basic level here. So I want to talk um, just quickly what you said about reactive medicine. So, so what's the difference between reactive medicine and then the difference of being like someone being proactive? Yeah. Well, the biggest difference is that a person is looking at their health on how to prevent some future issue rather than dealing with the issue at hand. You know, there's that old adage of, you know, uh, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So it's like if you do the work up front, like, for example, if you're 45 and you know that you've put on, you know, 20 pounds in the last 10 years after you've had your kids, uh, you may actually be in okay health. You may be enjoying your cottage life. You may be having drinks on the weekend. You may be still able to get away with things, but you're noticing you're tight. You have to go up a couple sizes that's the perfect example of someone that they could say, you know what, I could just push and, you know, let's see what happens. But then fast forward 10 years, they have prediabetes, they have high Mm -hmm. cholesterol and their doctor saying, you know, if you don't change, if you don't lose 20 pounds in the next uh, three months, you're going to have to be on medications. That is the difference between reactive medicine at 55 and proactive medicine when you're 45. And the age is just an example. You can be at any age and still practice proactive medicine, but it's the idea of thinking about your health of, I want to get better now. So I don't have issues later where reactive medicine is I'm going to my doctor or I'm dealing with a health issue and I have the issue. It's, it's already occurring in my body and the disease process is happening. It's so important to understand Gina that any chronic disease It doesn't happen over a period of weeks and months. It often is years. They say, for example, dementia is a 20-year process. So if a person gets dementia when they're 60 or 70, they started having some of the metabolic changes in their 40s and 50s. So that's an example of being proactive can stave off things that we don't even know are coming. and, And ultimately also, so that's half the battle. The other battle is, I want to freaking feel good. I want to yeah. feel good now. So a lot of these people that are practicing reactive medicine and they, they've downloaded the, the accountability of their health on somebody else. So I'm going to go to my massage therapist and they're going to make me feel good for a couple of days. Go to my doctor. They're going to give me a pill for an ill. Um, again, there's a role for that when, when we need that in acute situations. But if that's the way a person's thinking about their health, they're bound to get chronic issues. And that's what I love about the program. It's, it's not just weight loss, even though that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. It's about... All the non-scale victories. I'm blown away, Gina, by all the ways that people feel better. Their PMS is getting better. Their headaches get better. Their blood sugar gets better. They get off medications. They're, you know, I can go down the list. I can, I'm going to rant. So anyways, uh, yeah. Okay. I'm off my soapbox. Anyways, preventative medicine is much more effective than reactive, but it, it requires a person to be mindful about their health and take ownership of the health. And that is the mental switch. Love that. So for you, it's tangible. You see, you talk to, you see people who come in every day. How can we make it tangible for the people listening? Can you speak to how your body is always repairing and rebuilding and, you know, trying to make you healthy and how these kind of fit in to actually make a difference? Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a big question. And I think the best way to, un- to uh, answer it is I'm going to speak to everyone. They're obviously gone through the program so far. And then there's people that have lost 40 pounds. There's people that have lost four pounds and there's that yeah. big, the big spectrum. But what I ask everyone to think about right now, everyone that's listening to this right now, I want you to think about as you've implemented the program, how has your body, how have your symptoms changed? And weight is a symptom. I've said this on our last week's podcast. Yeah. I've said it yeah. before. Weight is a symptom of a dysfunctional metabolic system. It could be a hormonal reason. It could be lack of movement. It could be um, too much, all, all the things we talk about. But it's ultimately a symptom. And so I want you to think about how, since you started the program, how have these symptoms improve. And I guarantee almost 99% of people will say in some way they've had some improvement in their, in their body. And it might not be the scale. And I understand it's frustrating, but I, the, the mind ninja shift, I ask all my patients to do that come to me and they say, Dr. Paul, I've been doing the whole program. I've been doing it for two or three sessions and I'm so frustrated because the scale's not moving. But then I start reviewing their case with them and they, and I, and, and it's very obvious to me. They're like, yeah, my, my, uh, my headaches disappeared and, and I'm no longer have IBS and I have all these things. And they're like, 
Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Those are some pretty important things. And I actually feel better in my skin and my body. Yes, the yeah. weight doesn't change, but we are going to have to continue to try to un- identify that underlying issue that's, that's holding you back there. But what about all the other issues? And that should be proof, Gina, that this is moving you in the right direction and your quality of life is improving. Mm-hmm. That's a huge marker in medicine and in science and in research is that people look at what are the, not just like my inches down and my weight down, what's my quality of life? There are scales specifically validated to look at that. And if your quality of life has made a 50% improvement, that is massive for your overall um, wellness and, and mood and ultimately all-cause mortality in the long run. So anyways. Well, that's, that's where we're not after that quick fix. We're looking, no. we're like really looking to make a difference. Um, I do want to speak changes, Gina, though. I, 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 at the same time, I want to say we're not looking for the quick fix, but there are quick changes that happen. If you stick to the plan, you can have rapid changes. I mean, anyone that's listening to this, may not have had that rapid weight change, but they've had other changes that have happened extremely fast. So in some senses, it should validate the fact that what we're doing may may not be having an effect on the scale yet. And maybe it has, which is amazing. But what about all the other ways it's helping? And that should be motivating for everyone that's on the plan to say, you know what? Diet is powerful, is fast. I don't want to just, you know, gut it of its power to say, oh, you know, we're here in the long run and we're talking about two years down the road and we're going to like have all the benefits. No, no, no. People get benefits in the first month if you really start leveling up. Yes. Uh, And and yeah, anyways, um, Okay, second soul block, I'm, I'm off it. <laughs> no, I love, I love I think it's important because I always say if you do this, your body will respond like that. Like your body's not here to fight you and hold you back and try to screw you over and make you fat and unhealthy and miserable. In fact, quite the opposite. It is working every second of the day to make you as healthy as possible. I do want to say for people listening, if you have not had an opportunity yet and you are frustrated with the scale, you've got to check out the conversation that we had with Dr. Paul on four reasons why your weight might be slower to move. It's in the guides in the group, and it's also available on our podcast, Ray and Regina, or if you're listening to our podcast, you can search it out. Um, I, I do want to uh, uh, um, kind of continue that conversation, and one of the things you talked about was hormones. Yeah. And so can we get into hormones and how hormones can affect someone's weight loss journey? Because I get asked this all the time. Well, what about hormones? What about this? How is that? Am I going to be able to lose weight? So can we um, kind of circle back and, yeah. and talk a bit more about that? About that? Right, yeah. Um, okay, so... Hormones are one of the obstacles we talked about last week, Gina. And uh, it there are a number of different hormonal systems in the body that have influence on our weight. Hormones are signaling molecules. They're produced by different glands in the body, and they do different things uh, that are that do every every single function in the body. For example, thyroid. There's thyroid receptors on almost every cell in the body. And so when you don't have enough thyroid, your metabolism will slow down and it will be tougher to lose weight. Uh, the same thing applies to things like insulin. Insulin is a hormone produced by your pancreas. And if you um, have abused diet for a long time and there's lots of sugar and refined foods, that insulin is no longer going to be as active at the receptor to suck up, suck up sugar into your blood, into, from your bloodstream into your muscles and into your cells. So that's another hormonal system. So insulin resistance is a huge issue. Uh, insulin resistance and, and diabetes and prediabetes, these things are a really, really huge factor in our current healthcare uh, issue. But I have to say, if you combine diet changes as well as some moderate exercise and movement, I use the term movement instead of exercise because I want people to move regularly, you yeah. can have powerful influences on blood sugar. I find that very easy to change in people because it just is so powerfully impacted by movement and and the type of diet that we're talking about on the Livy plan. Uh, and then finally, there's other hormonal uh, areas. The two, the, the other most well-known one is your ovarian system that's producing estrogen, progesterone. Uh, if I had a nickel for every person that came and saw me that was in that perimetopausal, I would uh, be on a yacht somewhere. Uh, but anyways, I think that that is the that is the area that's a, that is a big X factor, to be honest, Gina, because when you go through these hormonal changes, there, it is another possible limiting factor in terms of where the weight and the adipose tissue goes. If you just look at a woman in her 40s and you look at a woman in her 60s, there's a different 
physical phenotypical distribution of body mass. And that typically yeah. is because you lose your estrogen, you lose your progesterone, uh, and that does change some of the things. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't be incredibly fit in your 60s, 70s, and 80s, but it just means that that change is something that we have to balance and consider. And a lot of times people suffer from hot flashes and vaginal dryness uh, and brain fog and uh, fatigue and uh, dry skin and achy joints. These are all typical kind of perimetopausal, metapausal symptoms. And so that's an area that has to be balanced. And so that's usually with the help of your healthcare provider and your team of providers that will help balance that for you. Uh, and then my area that I do a lot of work on is the uh, adrenal system. And so mm. we talk about stress, we talk about cortisol. This system is massively overlooked by the conventional medical system. There's tests for thyroid, there's tests for estrogen, progesterone, but there really is there, there is tests for cortisol, but most doctors rarely ever do it. And so it, this system is our stress coping system, Gina, and it really is put in uh, under a lot of pressure through our midlife where we have kids and we're balancing aging parents and we're balancing work and we don't have enough time to recover and we kind of are burning out. And if anyone's ever felt I've been burnt out before, that's your adrenal system saying, okay, I'm running on empty. Uh, and so there's a whole bunch of symptoms associated with that. But those are the main hormonal systems, Gina. Yeah. And would you say like one affects the other affects the other? Like I could be Already. a perimenopausal yeah. plus stressed out and, you know, done years of dieting. So my insulin is all like, all, like, for sure. Right. They're and then connected. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like, for example, if you have high levels of cortisol, it's metabolically, you're going to make your thyroid hormone less active. So if you're under a lot of stress, your other systems start shutting down. And there's a reason for that. The body's intelligent. It is interpreting that like I'm under stress. I want to actually conserve my energy and I'm going to turn my kind of thermostat down, which is your thyroid. Yeah. Uh, if you, for example, have low progesterone, with a lot, which a lot of women that suffer from endometriosis and any sort of like ovarian symptom issues and uterine issues, it usually is that there's an imbalance of estrogen and progesterone. Progesterone generally decreases the, the kind of um, the growth of these abnormal uh, tissues where estrogen proliferates it. Uh, and there's like this yin and yang that has to toggle through. And a lot of women have been put on birth control when they were in teens just to kind of deal with a lot of this stuff. But that is a band-aid solution that now they kind of might have to deal with when they're in their 40s and 50s. Uh, so there are things that we have to look at in terms of relationships between these hormones. And that's what actually I think is intimidating for a lot of people, even doctors. And they don't fully understand how to navigate this kind of complex symphony of hormones. Yeah. Well, that's what I love about the program, because like you said, diet and movement can have a massive impact. You're able to add in maybe some supplementation that can help. And just the things on the most basic level is going to help you address these things. And then this is where you can go and seek out that, you know, professional help to help you with this or right. help you with that and kind of take things to the next level sort of in that way. So um, can we talk just about balancing? Because yeah. people talk about balancing hormones and, and it's not, I think people visualize like a straight line and that's not the case at all. No, it's not. Uh, the first thing I'll say, a lot of people come, you know, right away into the program with preconceived notions. They're going to say like, I, I want to, the scale to move fast. I have hormonal issues or they'll say I have inflammation because I heard Dr. Paul talk about it. Those are the three things I hear a lot. Uh, so the first step I'm going to say to everybody that, especially if you're starting the program, uh, is that I really encourage everyone to really go all in on the program and see where the dust settles. I have a, a concussion program that's like similar to your kind of weight loss program that I run. And a lot of people come into that program and then they're like, okay, I need this, 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 these are my symptoms. And we just tell everyone, go through the program, implement it, and then come see us or come talk to us when you've gone through everything. And then they come back and they say, 50% of my stuff went away. And so this is my way of saying, how do I balance hormones, Gina? The first thing is our body, again, has these incredible hormonal balancing systems in place. So when you feed it the right way, when you sleep, when you have a movement that's healthy for you, that's not overdoing it, not underdoing it, your hormones will start balancing. So the first step is implement the Livy protocol fully, go through those 20 questions, make sure you've done everything. Secondly, after you've done that, 
and you still have these symptoms, that's when you reach out to a trusted healthcare provider, usually uh, a naturopathic doctor or your medical doctor who might refer you to a gynecologist that's going to help you with hormone balancing. Uh, And then you have a couple options. So then there is specific nutrients that help balance hormones. Uh, For example, um, evening primrose oil has some research showing that it decreases PMS symptoms. Chased berry extract is that these are not part of the program, but these are examples of natural things you can do that will help do decrease PMS symptoms, for example. And then finally, after that, then you can actually entertain some hormone replacement. So there are some cases that especially women, but men too, they might need to have their testosterone replaced. They then are good candidates to be like, I can actually give you these bioidentical hormones, meaning the same as what's in your body to say, okay, I'm going to get you through this tough period of time. Like for example, people are having severe hot flashes, they can't sleep. So this is kind of what I do. And that's where you need to work under the guidance of somebody that knows that. Uh, And your family doctor can help do this. Maybe your nurse practitioner can help you do this. Sometimes they're pretty open-minded. So that's kind of the blueprint of how to start balancing your hormones. Yeah. Because when your doctor, you go to your doctor and they say, well, okay, well, I can give you this. We can do this. We can do that. But I need you to eat healthier and move your body more. This is, you know, that's, that just go be healthier is this like, well, look at all the things we're doing to try to go be healthier, right? <laughs> this is, right. <laughs> the program addresses them all. Okay, one yeah. of the things that you can do, and we want to get into this supplement conversation. Can you talk about, um, people have been at, talking about, like, you know how there's, like, the new AG1 out there. Um, all these sort of, like, you know, um, one-shot, you know, I, you know, multivitamin thing, like... Um, from what I've learned from you, it's, 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 you want to be a little bit more specific. First of all, you want to know what you're taking, why you're taking it for, and make sure you're taking enough of that thing to address the thing that you're taking it for. So typically these kind of blanket supplements really aren't the best. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So I think that when you're looking at something like a multivitamin, they've been around for decades as kind of like the idea of like, let's put everything all in one. So I think it's very convenient, but uh, it's not going to be practical in a lot of ways because the nutrients absorption is now going to be impaired when you put all these things together. So I like how there's multiple things. So like we keep the B vitamins together because they work together. They're absorbed kind of synergistically. You put magnesium and some of the key minerals by themselves. Uh, you have your fat soluble vitamins like vitamin D and vitamin K they are taken with food Um, so there's there's a method to kind of like the madness of how all the things are put together Uh, and I think there's a particular reason why there isn't a multi that could maybe have all those things because there's minuscule amounts in each one of those and then each one of those nutrients when in minuscule amounts you're so sub therapeutic threshold of each one that it's really difficult to get anything out of it Um, But it's worth talking about this athletic greens because it is something I've heard a little bit more about as well. So something like athletic greens, which I have no, you know, stock or investment in, or I'm not repping it in any way. um, It's, it's, it's intriguing to a lot of people because it's like closer to a whole food where it's actually going to be a greens formula rather than a multi. So it's in the natural forms. Whenever I see like a greens powder that doesn't have any sort of fillers in it, or even something like a protein powder for somebody that's like exercising and they're doing resistance training and they want to actually increase their protein mass, they may be a vegan, for example, and they need to actually up their protein. There's a, there are specific examples where doing these kind of what they're called functional foods. So there's this like gray area between a supplement and an actual whole food. And that's where I think athletic greens fits. That's where protein powders fit. I think there's a role for that. But I think if you're relying on athletic greens for your all all your nutrition and you're just going to keep going about your business and eating whatever you want, that's really not going to happen. So I think it probably really amplifies maybe a, a health program. Yeah. Um, I've, I've heard some people feel like really you find it really good and helpful and that's great. There's always a cost associated with it. So if you want to do that instead of a multi, yeah. you know, go for it. I don't, I don't see a problem with it. as long as I just make sure you don't have a lot of fillers, like a lot of these like isogenics and all these things, it's just full of like crap, you know, and, yeah. and, and don't put that stuff in there. It's, it's, if it's pure and it's like, you know, let's say mushrooms or it's like something like greens that makes sense. I think that there's, there's reason for that, that you could do it. Okay. Let's get into, uh, let's get into our supplements. Cause I'm always mindful of the time with you. Cause literally I would, I could talk all day. Um, let's start with, um, MCT oil. Um, what's the deal on MCT oil? Why would someone want to add it in and what would someone need to look for? I have both the, I have liquid and I have, um, a, a powder here from with oh, yeah. So 
So MCT oil uh, is a medium train triglyceride. It's a type of fat, but it, it's a unique type of fat, Gina, because it's absorbed in a unique way in the stomach. And whether or not it's in the powder form, whether it's in the liquid form, that doesn't matter. It really comes down to preference. It's more so that there's a preparation that normally it's an oil. It yeah. might be found in, let's say, coconut and it's just extracted. Uh, and you can dry it and basically put it in a powder form. Some people don't like the oil form. Uh, because of the taste, a lot of people will doesn't matter. They'll throw it in their coffee, and it. It. I have patients that have said, you know what? I notice that I'm a little bit sharper with it, and that's because it provides. It gets converted in the body into something called ketones, and ketones are kind of this like really cool nutritional hack for your brain cells because they are a prefer, uh, uh, preferred fuel for them. Now, this is different than being in ketosis, which is what the keto diet is, because that is totally starving yourself of all carbs and just upping the fat. So your brain only does ketones yep. where what I think MCT oil does is that it uh, provides more ketones, but you're not, your brain cells haven't converted into only using ketones and they're not in ketosis. So you can still get a little bit of the benefit of keto without the hardcore crash after yeah. which happens after keto. <laughs> uh, so Unless a person is willing to do keto for the rest of their lives, I think keto, anybody that's listening to this probably knows they did keto, lost weight, stopped keto, all the weight came back on and yeah. full stop. Right. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, so I think MCT oil is valuable for kind of that energy source uh, and having that kind of more specific type of fat. And fats are really important. That's a big shift from the thoughts about fats, you know, even 10 years ago and 20 years ago where fat was not good. There is a good type of fat, there's a healthier type of fat, and there's an unhealthy type of fat. It has a lot to do with the way it's prepared, has a lot to do with the shape and structure of the fat. You know, grilled saturated fats are going to be more harmful for us that actually induce insulin resistance where something like MCT oil, avocado, nuts and seeds, flaxseed oil, omega-3 oil, these are all healthy types of fats that actually have the opposite effect. We are a large percentage of our cells are fat, especially in the areas where inflammation happens, uh, where cell signaling happens. So good fats are paramount on incorporating into our cells. What would you like, you can't replace, um, MCT oil with omega-3, omega-3 with MCT no. oil. Though. You want They're to make totally different, Gina. Yeah, they do a different mechanism of action. Like I explained, uh, omega-3s are more so to do with inflammation and sig uh, cell signaling, where MCT oil has to do with like a type of fuel that you do uh, for yourselves. Totally different mechanisms of action, a synergistic and complementary, I, I would say. Okay, and is there anyone who would need to avoid? And first of all, I know you can't take too much or you're going to be in the bathroom. And 100%. Uh, I was just going to say that, more. yeah. Less is more. Well, like some people can handle more, maybe break it up during the day. If you were looking to take two teaspoons a day, uh, you know, I, I think that I've had numerous patients tell me that that really makes them like rush. They get, you know, they get the magnesium blast in the morning and they take the MCT and it's like, uh, yeah, uh, oh, it's not a good so anyway, everyone's just shitting the fat out everywhere. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. So yeah, you don't want that because you're not going to, you're, you're not absorbing the benefit at that point. Right. So you want to find the magnesium dose. You want to find the MCT dose that, you know, your bowels are still uh, good. They're regular and you're not getting those loose stools. And it's entirely possible for you to find that sweet spot. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry and some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Okay, I do want to say that um, all these notes we have posted in the group, they are available in the book and the app as well, where we talk a little bit more extensively about each one, what you want to look for, what you want to keep in mind, when to take, if you know if there is a specific time. So it's in here. Adaptogens. These yep. are like, this is like, you know, this is like the new hot thing. What What are adaptogens? Why the heck would anyone want to take them? And what do we need to know about them? I just took a rhodiola this morning. Rhodiola is an adaptogen. Uh, it's uh, it's well researched for helping uh, mental focus and uh, and brain function. Also has ability for just general energy improvement. Uh, so adaptogens are a class of herbs that have this property, Gina. This ability to help the brain and the body adapt. And there's different types of adaptogens. Maybe you've heard about ashwagandha or methania. Yeah. That's a popular one. Uh, ginseng is a really popular one, you know, cold effects made that really popular. Uh, you know, there's different types of ginseng. There's Korean ginseng, there's North American ginseng, uh, ashwagandha is also called Indian ginseng. So there's a number of herbs that have these properties that help the body do its job better. That's what an adaptogen is. It, it is a, a herb or a supplement that helps the body adapt to stressors and it helps maintain mm-hmm. homeostasis. So any nutrient and especially herb that does that is termed this adaptogen. And they really work? They do. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, I mean, if you look at the evidence, there's some incredible research showing, for example, let's talk about withania uh, or ashwagandha is the, is the common word uh, for it. Ashwagandha has been studied for sleep. It helps people sleep. It helps lower cortisol levels. So people that are under a lot of stress that increase cortisol, there's research showing it decreases cortisol. Uh, it has an ability to uh, improve anxiety. It has a calming effect. So some adaptogens are more like stimulating something like cordycepsis, which is a mushroom type fungus uh, versus uh, uh, like something like uh, Korean ginseng is much more stimulating where ashwagandha is like calming and a little bit more chill. Uh, so there's these really unique kind of characteristics of each one of these herbs. And so, yeah, there's a lot of research behind each one of these that uh, suggest that they're beneficial. And it's one of the most common things I'll use in my practice in certain situations, because there's multiple adaptions for different situations. Uh, and I see some really good effects. So yes, I do think that it works. Okay. And where do they fit in with your adrenals? Because I have like the adrenal smart, you know, adrenal support was a big buzzword in the last couple of years. Is that, is that the same thing? Are we talking about adaptogens or is it, or is it different things? Yeah, no, that's exactly the same thing. So adaptogens help the adrenals do their job better. That's one of their main roles. Okay. Uh, they work on improving output of, uh, of cortisol, for example, in some cases. Uh, licorice is an adaptogen. That's a well-known, obviously, spice that people use. Uh, but uh, it's been also used for thousands of years in Asian medicine to help cortisol last longer. So if a person is low cortisol, it kind of helps you get the most out of the cortisol you actually have. Uh, it helps also help improve blood pressure. It's, but in some cases, you know, like with anything, you know, uh, licorice, for example, is not great for people that have high blood pressure, but it's good yeah. for people with low blood pressure because it can in- increase that. So that's where having, you know, a, a formula like what you're recommending there, you know, the, you know, um, the adrenal smart, the, it's just going to have a number of different nutrients in it that have adaptogenic properties. And when you combine all of them together, you kind of have this more like gentle synergistic effect. If you're looking for a very specific effect, that's when maybe your naturopathic doctor might recommend one yeah. in a higher dose. So okay. I think that that's where, you know, these formulations work on the adrenals in general. And then you can get very specific once you find out, okay, what's your hormone imbalance? I have really high cortisol at night. I had a patient like that yesterday. So we gave them a particular formula at night to lower their cortisol and then something to increase it. And then you do that temporarily in the periods of stress, maybe two or three months, kind of the duration of the program. And um, it helps the body cope better. Okay. So this is sort of like, you know, because obviously if they have something like Addison's or Cushing's or something like that, where that's really adrenal, like they've got adrenal issues, they're They're going to need to fix that. No, that you need a hormone replacement for that. Um, you know, so for example, Addison's is like extremely low, but you know, people with Addison's and Cushing's, it's like obvious they're like face changes. They're, they're, they're like not functional. Uh, and they're, you know, they're going to see that they're going to see the ER or their doctor or emergency because they're just really not feeling well. And 
So those are extreme cases. But what about all the cases like the, in the shades of gray where like I'm exhausted all the time. I might be diagnosed with fibro or chronic fatigue. I'm, I have trouble getting out of bed. I, I, I really have these like crazy cravings and I've been drinking my water and I have all these metabolic symptoms, but they're all like vague. This is like where adrenals really shine is that this is the underlying missing link about all the things I just mentioned. And there's a whole, there's a whole bunch more symptoms. uh, And that's where, again, it takes a provider to kind of leaf through that for you. Yeah. And weight gain, depression, weight gain, autoimmune issues, brain fog, body aches, hair loss, lightheadedness. Like there can be a lot. I, you know, I've just gone through this whole like stress thing. I can feel when my body is stressed, very reactive. My midsection feels thick. My whole, like my brain's like, I I know what's going on. And it's just a matter of like, it can feel overwhelming though, you know, because, but it can feel overwhelming, but the little things that you do each day, you just got to keep kind of like, how long would it take for someone who's just like, but busted out their, their adrenals, their cortisol levels are through the roof and whatever to kind of turn that around. What's the t- what, what are you talking about? Time frame? Yeah. Well, it, it really depends. I've seen some people uh, turn it around very quickly and, you know, a, a couple months and some people, it takes a couple years. And that doesn't mean that they're dysfunctional for that time. It just means that, yeah. you know, they're on the road to recovery, but they, during that time, they have to be careful of things that are going to make their body use their adrenal uh, store more. So like, for example, things like excessive alcohol or caffeine consumption or sugar consumption, all are stressors on the adrenal system as you're, as you're picking up your Starbucks. <laughs> but it, it's okay. Listen, you, I, you have to understand, like I'm, 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 I'm talking because somebody actually said, oh, Paul, you know, like, you know, wine and, you know, I like to have a glass of wine here and there. So do I. Of course, but I'm talking to the people that are really have adrenal dysfunction. These yeah. are people that are not feeling well. And so when you're not feeling well and you really have some chronic health issues, you have to do some more extreme things. Yes. So, you know, Gina, this is the exact perfect case of the, you know, ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. You know, mm. you and I, Gina, we've done the work in the past. We've tried to do all the maintenance. We are trying to walk the walk. And when you're doing that and you don't have any major health issues right now, and you don't have any major goals that you're like trying to get after and you can't break through, then you know what? You can, uh, you can afford to do, you know, some of the coffee and some of the later nights and some of the, maybe yeah. a glass of wine here and there. Yeah. But if you're trying to level up, if you're trying to be like, you know, I'm, I have so many patients come in and they say, I can't lose these 20 pounds no matter what I do. And then I ask them about all the different weight loss history and all the things. And they're like, well, I don't, you know, Gina has a glass of wine. It should be okay. I said, okay, yeah, but Gina's on a different path than you are. So are you, are you going to let, are you ready to let go of some of the things? And then they think about it and they're like, yeah, you know what, actually that's, that's the, the place that I really don't want to go is probably the place I really need to you go. need to go. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. Yeah. So anyone out there that's thinking about, well, I kind of want to have my cake and eat it too. Yeah. Once you get to your journey and and once you get to your goal, then absolutely. Maintenance is different than when you're trying to be interventional. So yes, I am hardcore. When somebody has a concussion, they're gluten-free 100%. But once they recover, yeah. Can you introduce some of the things that might have a little bit of gluten in it? Yes, you can. But there's a difference between being aggressively interventional and going after my goal and then maintaining. I hope that makes a lot of sense for people. Cake and eat it too when you're trying to achieve a certain goal. You can, but expect it to take you a hell of a lot longer in order to get there and achieve it. That's a good point. Yeah, totally. B complex, B12. Why would someone need to add these in? Yeah. So B12, very common deficiency. So when you're older, research shows anybody over 50 and 60, they're not absorbing B12 as well. If you have low stomach acid, not absorbing B12 as well. Easy blood test to do. That's an easy one to check. So some doctors will identify that. They'll say, you know, a person's very tired. I've had some patients that just experience more pain. For example, like nerve pain, their feet hurt. They have neuropathy if that term uh, comes up. If, If you have diabetes, and you have um, a nerve damage that's happening, B12 is excellent to address that. So you need more in those cases. Um, Mm -hmm. But in general, for people that have adequate B12 levels, anything over 350, uh, then a B complex is adequate because there's some B12 in it. So really the B12 is meant for people that really need extra, that they're deficient, that they need to have some sort of intervention. For most other people, Gina, a B complex is adequate. How would you know you need a B? 
Well, all the symptoms I mentioned, but the simple thing is testing. So, you know, there are individual like particular research indications for each one. For example, B1 has been researched for neuropathy. So for people yeah. with blood sugar, so diabetics, B2 for migraines, B3 for mood issues. Like I could go through each one and give you a discourse on each one, but I think that's what a B complex covers off is that it has all those. If you've been under stress, if you haven't been eating great in the past, if your energies are low, if you have mood issues, there was just a study that came out on Medscape that I was reading yesterday. B vitamins help improve the efficacy of antidepressants. Mm, wow. Interesting. That, yeah. I, mean, I love that on so many levels because a lot of times doctors get frustrated because they're like, oh, B vitamins, there's no research on it. It, it's required building blocks for your neurons and your neurotransmitters to function. So it makes great sense that I will do it in combination with something that might be a little bit more potent. That right. makes a lot of sense to me. Okay. And so that is, to me, that's an, an, a, an example of evidence that's coming out all the time that's supporting this is what the body needs and B vitamins are building blocks for our metabolism. Um, anyone need to be concerned about adding in um, B vitamins? Generally, extremely well tolerated. I mean, some people might experience uh, some nausea if they uh, take it on an empty stomach. I know I do when I take a really good B complex. So taking it with food uh, really minimizes that. Your pee will turn bright yellow, especially ones that have high levels of B2. That is totally fine. That is not harmful. Uh, it's uh, it's just you know Gatorade in, in the toilet bowl. Uh, and uh, and I think in general, there like in a in a B complex, you're not getting it high enough anywhere close to any sort of toxicity levels. It's a water soluble family of vitamins, and so that makes it very easy to excrete and very difficult to build up. Yeah, and can you talk about that? Because people still talking about it. you just pee them out anyway. Like I mean. I mean, of course, any food that you eat, like, for example, I had asparagus last night. No, obviously, it's going to make your pee smelly. So is that saying, oh, that's useless? No, there's a substance that's in asparagus. There's a lot of actually very beneficial substances in asparagus. Uh, but same with B vitamins. Of course, you're not going to absorb everything. And, and there is a, a such thing as like a quality of a B vitamin. So, uh, you know, some of the ones that you used, uh, like the AOR one, for example, which I think you've held up a couple of times before in the yeah. past, that has different, ing different doses of each different B vitamin. They were the first company that kind of did that and that used the research on each individual one. And people's urine are not as yellow on that because they have a much lower level of B. So the higher quality B vitamins from higher quality sources and companies, they're going to have a much better absorption profile than ones that, you know, just have are a hard pressed tablet and just like a B50 or B100. There's really no rhyme or reason why there's a B50 or 100. It literally was decided by the manufacturers. So I prefer a more nuanced approach where we'll use the evidence-based doses for each one of the Bs. And yeah. that's the B vitamin that I'll use. So basic brands may not be as absorbable as the other ones. And that is why there's some skeptics out there saying, well, you just peed out or, you know, it's useless because they're studying literally the cheapest stuff that's on the, on the market where there's much better ones that they should be looking at. Yeah. I mean, and let's face it too. If you're doing all of these things, like really, truly doing all of these things that we are suggesting on the program, maximizing, consistent, all of that, and you're really not seeing the movement or you're not seeing much change. Um, this is where you invest in seeing a naturopathic doctor, invest in yeah, a, someone that can help you figure out what you do need. And that will make all the difference. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely could. Um, and, and you know what, the, I'm glad you brought that up, Gina, because I think this is this the situation where people get very frustrated and then they fall off the wagon and then they, and then they you know I've had lots of patients that are like oh yeah I've done Gina's program four times I'm like oh wow what was your experience we just like go through that in detail but I never finished any of the programs because it was like yeah. week six and I got pissed off and I just bounced you know yeah. or I went on vacation and then they're like well there's no point of continuing or it's too hard or I wasn't seeing the results on the scale. And, and that's a, a, a perfect example of someone that's still in the initial phases of their health journey. How I know a person's leveled up in their journey is when they're starting to think about every other aspect of their life in a mindful way. So they're like, you know what? My exercise, I realized that I was overdoing it and I was actually getting more exhausted. I have the Gina thing down pat. I still have 15 pounds I want to lose, but now I'm starting to look at other things. What yeah. about, uh, you know, these are, these are the reasons I, I, I fall off. These are the reasons I don't continue. I don't continue with the program. And then we start talking about those things and we start realizing, um, 
wow, that was the, that was the thought process my mother was telling me when I was a teen. And that was the self-talk I was learning. And the next level of the, I think the, 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 the Livy program and the mindset and the progression is when you start looking at your psychology and your thought processes and, and applying that mindful principle to those aspects. That's when I know when a person comes in and I'm like, wow, these guys, these people are like shooting to the stars because they're now starting to look at every aspect of their life in this same way of that you've asked them to be like, do I need to finish this on my plate? Yeah. Do I need to add that on a plate? Now, what other areas of your life do you also need to apply that same philosophy, that same thought process? And it's, the answer is many and there, and that's where you, I know that a person's really going to that next point. And that's, I think the psychological aspect. If you kept banging your head against the wall, you've done the program three, four times and you keep being stuck and you keep looking at those 20 questions, you know, you just said, go work with a natural father doctor. That's great. Go do that. Check that box. Make sure that your hormones yeah. are in check, no food allergies, no gut issues. But if you've checked that box and you're like, I don't have any of those issues. Now we start looking at, okay, what about the psychology? Now we start yeah. working with a psychologist. And now yeah. that's where I, I've seen, wait, stay on because of a thought process that person. Yeah. Had. Yeah. We, you, you, me and Dr. Beverly, we got to go. We got to hang, man. <laughs> honestly, honestly, um, we should really get together and talk about leveling up. There's so much that we can do. Yeah, um, sure. But I also know that you're a busy man and I'm, I'm, I'm watching the time. We're still good. We're still good, Gina. Hope you 10. People would be surprised maybe that this would be a suggestion to help people on their weight loss journey. Yeah. Um, so uh, we've talked about this numerous times before. Uh, CoQ10 probably best well known for its effect on the heart. So mm. people that are on statin medications, it's a well-known deficiency that CoQ10 gets depleted. Uh, it can lead to things like muscle pain. It can lead to things like fatigue uh, because this medication blocks the formation of CoQ10. So you need extra. But CoQ10 in general also is now being recommended by neurologists for headaches. Uh, it's being recommended for people that are supporting their energy levels. And I think that's the reason why uh, one of the, the frontiers of medicine is this this organelle in the cell called the mitochondria and the mitochondria is your power plant inside your cell it's where your metabolism happens uh, it's really literally where your energy is made and that's ultimately the currency of your metabolism is atp so when you have adequate levels of coq10 you're going to have a healthier mitochondria you're going to have more of that building block so taking coq10 is that going to melt the pounds off no is it going to make your cellular metabolism better yeah that's what it's doing that's why it's there so that's i just want to make sure people are clear on that and there are some very specific indications for coq10 that i use it actually extensively so who, who then would benefit and would do, who needs to keep in mind? Yeah, I, I would say especially if you have any history of heart issues, uh, if you're taking any sort of heart medications, I think CoQ10 would be an excellent addition. Uh, I think anybody that has uh, headaches and migraines, like CoQ10 would be an incredible addition for those people. Uh, and, um, you know, after that, it's, it's optional for people if they want to take it or not. It's part of the secondary supplements for a reason. These are more optional. Uh, I would say more people probably could benefit from something like the adrenal gland uh, support than maybe the CoQ10. But I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's reasonable to just augment your metabolism in general. Okay. Alfini. Oh, my bell, my faves. Uh, yeah, I, the reason it's my fave is because everyone is stressed out of their minds and they have this fight or flight mode that they're yeah. stuck in all the time. And, and I even had a patient yesterday where it was like, you know, it was like normal to them until I actually pointed out being like, you know, ask them, are you stressed? They're like, no, I'm not. And then they're like, I'm, I'm anxious. I'm not sleeping well. I'm like, I think that you're under a lot of stress uh, the, and people don't want to, they don't want to admit that sometimes. Yes. They don't want to admit that they need help in that area, that they have anxiety, that they have mood issues because that's a, a sign of weakness. And it's not, it's, it's a sign of, of, of you just accepting where you're at right now. That doesn't mean that's who you are. That doesn't mean that's going to define you for the rest of their life. Yeah. But a lot of these, a lot of people, uh, Gina, and, and sometimes even, and even people that are in overall good health, they get into these like stressful states and theanine has this really nice researched effect that helps calm your brain waves. And it actually is shown to increase something called alpha waves in the brain. And alpha waves are these calm, 
focused waves. So like when you feel like you're in the zone, you have alpha waves going in your brain. Yeah. When you feel like you're like, I'm just like not feeling it today. I'm like out of it. I'm, I'm fatigued. You're in beta waves. So that's not a productive, you know, delta waves is when you're sleeping. Theta waves are when you're meditating. There's all these different states of mind. Um, so theanine has this ability to induce that. And it does it in a way that's very safe. There's no interactions with medications. It's been studied in kids and adults and elderly. And so it has this really broad spectrum effect. Um, and you do need to take a pretty good dose of it. You know, one a day is not going to cut it for most people. Yeah. Uh, so that's one of the things that we tweak. But that's why I like it. It applies. It's like the 21st century, 2020s type of um, nutrient that I think a lot of people need to have in their back pocket. Oh, and the final thing I should say about it is that it works pretty quick. It doesn't work. You know, you don't have to take it for a month like an antidepressant to have an effect. Yeah. You know, it's, not, it's not like an Ativan where it's going to knock you out, but it's, it, 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 if taken correctly, it can work within, you know, 20, 30 minutes and people will say, yeah, you know what? I'm not as reactive. I'm pretty, pretty chill right now. I'm actually yeah. okay. That's a pretty common feedback that I get. I love what you said off the top there about stress and people. Like I was one of those, I just power through. I do. I, I've got this. I'm fine. Right. I'm whatever. And I realized that that's not, that's not, um, that's not healthy for you. It's, it's great that you can do that. And it's great that you have that kind of resiliency, but that, that that's resiliency to keep powering through, even though you are so stressed, but that's not healthy for anybody. And that's like, one of the things I used to do is I used to do like a live in the morning and a live at night. And sometimes I do a live in the afternoon and I would do all these things. And here I, I realized I was teaching people about balance and prioritizing themselves and being healthy and being the, the shittiest example of that, because I was just exhausted all the time. And, you know, and I think that's so important to say that that, because people are like, I don't know. There's, I'm talking, I'm starting to talk more and more about stress, especially related to myself as an example to people that, Mm -hmm. you know, you can be stressed and still be very successful at life, but you need to recognize that you are stressed and you need to help your body with your stress. Yeah. I think you said it well there right at the end is stress is inevitable in life, Gina. It's not Mm -hmm. something that you can totally avoid. No, there are definitely things that you can do to minimize your stress. And some of that is part of playing defensive um, health where you need to maybe not take on that extra board position or sign your kid up for that extra sport. Um, And these are all these like other peripheral things are really what kind of get people and you have to sometimes be cutthroat. Like I say, there's three things you can do to stress. You can remove it, you can reframe it, or you can reduce it. Those are ah. the three only things you can do. Now, any stress in your life, think about this. Do this little mental exercise with me right now. Think about the, the, the most stressful thing in your life. And sometimes it might be something like my husband or my, you know, my, my parents or, you know, something that like my boss, something that you need. So, Obviously, you can't remove some of these some of these situations, but you might be able to reframe. You might be able to reduce, and that might be like reducing certain things that you're piled onto your life that are not essential. The biggest problem I don't have a problem with stress. I, I think stress is a good thing in moderation. That's why people exercise is that you you stress your body. But the problem yeah. is 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 the under recovery, Gina. You don't recover from stress. We don't build in recovery. So there's this term in, in sports medicine when I did a lot of that early in my career called overtraining syndrome. So it's yeah. the same thing that it, it's like adrenal fatigue, except described in sports. And you could apply that to life. It's like overwork syndrome. And yeah. then you eventually get to the point that a person cracks and they get exhausted. But there's other people that handle that stress. They go through like a war-torn country and they come through like horrible things and they get through and people are like, wow, my parents did that. I'm They're old school. They're hardcore. But... <clears throat> They also had a lot less extra things going on. If you yeah. think about it, they weren't taking their kids to 20 different lessons. They, uh, they didn't have, you know, screens. Like you, you wouldn't believe all these extra things decrease the body's ability to recover. Your parasympathetic nervous system needs to be turned off from extra stimulus. When you're in always go, go, go mode. And then we like pacify ourselves with like watching a show on Netflix or, you know, having a couple glasses of wine. That's not relaxing. That's actually not allowing your nervous system to probably recover. So I think as much as it is an overstress, it's an under recovery problem in the same way. Generations in the past, they worked their ass off in the fields, but then during the evenings, family time, 
relax weekends. They kept their Sunday sacred. Like they did all yeah. sorts of things that really decom- we, it's like 24 seven neon lights all go, go, go. So I think that's an important perspective. That's if you think about stress as always being bad, it will be bad, but think about being good. And now think about limiting it, play defensive and also how am I recovering from it? What's my coping with it? I ask this question to every patient. I ask them, what's your stress levels? And they always say, hi, Gina. And then I say, how do you cope with stress? And then they sit there. They're like, uh, uh, they start, they start literally stuttering and stumbling to that question. They <laughs> yeah, have, they're complaining just... about stress, yet they've done nothing about it. <laughs> Isn't that kind of wild? You're laughing, but it's, it's like, to me, it's like a little bit like, it's an aha moment where I'm like, and I don't say anything. And then I let that, I, all of a sudden I see that look in their eye and they're like, oh, I found the problem. I know because I've been there, done that. And this is why I say to people, I'm doing everything. I'm doing everything. I said, yeah, have you, have you done some deep breathing today? It's such a simple thing that can, you know, calm down your vagus nerve. It can just like do wonders for you. Just take some deep breaths. And they're always like, well, well, exactly. Yeah, but I have time to like, you know, do all the things. And, and I, I get it. Like if you're hearing this and people are like, oh, Dr. Paul, you know, it's easy for you to say that. Um, it's like, it's a bit of a web of our own making. That's probably happened years ago that, that we kind of went down paths where we've kind of like created a lifestyle. Uh, we've created commitments. We've overcommitted, uh, we've overspent. Like there's just a lot of ways that we've like overstressed and overloaded ourselves. And now we've realized where like, you know, finally it's time for us to kind of like pay the Pied Piper. It kind of comes back to roost and we kind of have, that stress to deal with. And so now it's about, you know, I, I had this patient that once told me, Gina, that uh, a great line, it's like, I, um, you know, I spent my money, I spent my life making as much money as I could. And now, and I've lost my health because of it. And now I'm spending yeah. all the money I made to try to get my health back. Get your health back. Yeah, man. That's everything. It's everything. And uh, talk about reframe, like refraining, reframing it, like get excited about the fact that there are things that you can do to make yeah. a difference in your life. You know, that's the thing. If you are tired and exhausted and stressed and you have this idea, <clears throat> if I just lost this weight and I'd live this amazing life, then fucking do the things that you can do. Notice I didn't say need to do, but you can do. Uh, yeah. Speaking of, I'm noticing other time. Can you quickly turmeric before you go? Turmeric. Sure. Yeah, sure. Is Let's it- do turmeric. Um, okay. So turmeric is uh, kind of like the best anti-inflammatory, most well-known anti-inflammatory herb. There's many of them. Ginger's been well-known. Frankincense is another one. Uh, there's lots of anti-inflammatory herbs, but turmeric is probably the one that's best studied out of all the natural health products. It probably has the most research behind it um, in terms of the herbal class, along with things like ginkgo biloba and panax ginseng. Uh, I really like it because it has some evidence on joint pain. It is quite effective for that. Uh, we talk about inflammation a lot. We talked about it. If you're wondering about inflammation, go back and listen to last week's episode. Yes. I talk a lot about inflammation, talk about different types of inflammation. This yeah. more so curcumin is the specific for kind of more joint related inflammation, uh, autoimmune related inflammation. It can be helpful for, especially if it's uh, affecting joints, it will not take care of things like allergic inflammation, which is another one that's really common. We talked about that in food allergies. Uh, So yeah, eat it, consume it. Great. Most people that are listening to this probably are not from a culture that uh, consume a ton of it. Maybe you are, which is great. There's benefits to that. Um, Best absorbed in fat. So take it with food. Uh, You don't need black pepper with it. A lot of people think you need to have black pepper. You do not need black pepper with your curcumin if you can, if it's also combined with a fat and a lot of these, you know, I would say better quality supplement brands now are actually combining the curcumin with fat and it's in the actual formulation. So you have very good absorption and you don't need the black pepper, which basically just knocks out your liver enzymes and allows it to get through the first gate. That's what black pepper does. Ah, amazing. You're amazing. Oh, thanks, Gina. Let's appreciate that. Yeah, it was it was fun. I hope everyone um, goes away from this motivated. I, I love I love what you said there at the end. Um, if if you're if you're listening to this, the last thing I'll say is this: uh, if you're listening to this 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 talk right now, and you're like, you know, if any of this has resonated with you, if any of the things that myself or Gina have said is like, yeah, you know what, that's that's me. But you're feeling that I don't know where to go. I don't know where to turn. The first thing I would say is cultivate a mindset 
that is going to put you in a state of not always looking at woe is me and everything's happening to me and having this negative mindset. The first thing you can do, most important than even what you're deciding to put in your, in your mouth, is cultivate an attitude of gratitude. If you are thankful, even if it's the tiniest, smallest thing and you think your life's a shambles, everyone has something they can be grateful for. Because when you start thinking about it from a grateful perspective, stress becomes less stressful. Mm. And so you're going to have this ability to now reframe. We talked about reduce, reframe, or remove. You're going to have this ability to reframe more of the stressors that you might feel like you're trapped in. And that only happens when you start looking at life through the lens of, I'm thankful and my life is in shambles. I'm thankful for this. And then that expands and that starts becoming a mentality of gratitude and you're thankful that you're able to eat this healthy food and that you're thankful for the knowledge. Like the, the knowledge that people get through the program, I, I think that they don't realize the ripple effect of that. Like yeah. that's something that's, I'm just going to give you an example. So the simplest thing to be thankful for. And here's the example. One person in a family starts to follow this type of diet, starts to change their life. I've seen the whole family change. Yeah. I've seen their family go from a heritage of obesity and chronic disease to health and wellness. So that one little thing that one person does, you might be that person in your family, they start seeing changes and the changes might not just be on the scale. They could be, they could be dress size. They could see more. So I'm the attitude mm-hmm. that person has. So start cultivating that because you have control over that at least. And then all the other stuff starts happening um, but yeah, that's a good place to start to reframe our, uh, our stresses. I love this so much. I got, I got a million questions. Like, you know, obviously you've been helping people for years and years and years and starting to, you know, it, with the realization that this is the part that people start to start factoring in, you know, that, that yeah. truly holistic approach, right. At the end of the day, but I know uh, we got to go. Our time is up. Yeah. <laughs> it was great to see you again, Gina. Always fun. I love uh, I love uh, talking with you about all the things that um, you know that we discuss. And and really, I love. I I hope everyone learns a little bit about this. And I love hearing people coming to see me and they're like, "Oh, you said this and this and you know and and that's always really fun to do. So keep doing what you're yeah. doing. You're doing a great job, Gina. Uh, you can reach out to uh, Dr. Paul Herkel. You can find him uh, over on his Instagram account. You can also, we'll add his contacts to both in the group and over on the podcast. Uh, you can reach out to him. He's a very busy man, uh, but he does have a great team of amazing people. And of course, he is always so freely sharing all of his amazing knowledge. I love you. I love this conversation. Thanks everyone for joining us. Until next time. Bye. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.